Welcome to the Milestones Motivation and Money Podcast, hosted by Angel Radcliffe. Tune in as we discuss finances, success stories, and inspiring vibes that will help nurture growth. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, we have Jeremy Stratton, who is the founder of Business Legal Lifecycle, and he will be helping you all see your legal blind spots as we discuss when you would need to reach out to an attorney or obtain legal information about your business. Jeremy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Angel. Really looking forward to it. I'm so excited to have you here and discuss this topic about legal needs for business owners, because that's one thing so many people tend to forget when starting a business. It is. And for some reason, people just don't like dealing with lawyers and attorneys. So uh, it's something something that I want to try and change. Another thing they don't like to deal with is their finances. <laughs> so, <laughs> definitely something I find uh, when dealing with my clients. Yeah, it, it's a co- it's a common thing that people people just want to get in there and, and start up, don't they? And they don't they don't really want to think about these things, but they need to because it's so important. Right, and it it seems as though when people tend to think about the legal aspect of their business, it's usually if they're in trouble, they've hit some sort of block in the road, and they're like, hmm, maybe I should have an attorney on hand. Yeah. And it's it's actually one of the frustrating things for me is that there's so much that can be solved if people just take a proactive approach to the law rather than a reactive approach. Uh, and it's something that I see all the time that that if people just can't get legal advice earlier on, they would solve so many of their problems. So that's, that's part of the reason um, that I came up with this concept of the business legal life cycle. So talk to us about your business and you and give us a brief background on, on the things that you're doing. Yeah, so for those of you who um, might recognize my accent, I'm from Brisbane, Australia, uh, which is now famous for hosting the 2032 Olympics, which is pretty exciting for us. But that puts us on the map. I've been a lawyer slash attorney for about 18 years now, and I started off working for a law firm. Uh, and then about a decade ago, so back in the, in the late 2010s, my now business partner and I decided that we could do it better and went, went and started our, our own law firm. And part of that was that we wanted to help small and medium-sized businesses to really solve their problems. And so we started our own law firm uh, and, of course, hit all the normal roadblocks that everyone hits um, in business and developed this concept called the business legal life cycle, uh, mainly out of just frustration with with lawyers uh, and with people not getting legal advice. So it's been a a great journey. Uh, I've changed so much. If you told me 10 years ago that I'd be doing podcasts and writing books and and all the rest of it, I I wouldn't have believed you. But uh, going through it is is an amazing journey and you learn so much along the way. And it's so much better than being a lawyer every single day. Oh, wow. I bet. (laughs) (laughs) So you went from attorney to business owner and really utilizing that experience that you've had in your career to build a successful business. And that is something I try to instill in people every day. I let people know you are out here in this working world. You have a skill set that can be used to generate some sort of additional revenue stream or even replace your full-time corporate income. And so many people can't see the big picture. So you saw the bigger picture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, saw the bigger picture and um, really ran with it, which was, and as I said, it's been great fun. It's a challenge, but it's a, a great great fun. So talk to me about when you were starting your business, because where did you get this idea? Is it something that just sort of dawned on you one day and 
as you were dealing with clients or did you have someone in your family who was already a business owner? How did the whole entrepreneur thing come to mind? It really came out of a frustration with working for someone else. I think that I really felt like I'd got as far as I was going to get to in the law firm that I was at and that I had a choice. I was either going to move and go to a different law firm or start up my own thing. And I had a few family members who businesses and had um, started businesses and were quite successful at it. And it was always something that I wanted to try. And being a business attorney, I saw so many businesses start up and fail and start up and succeed as well. And so I learned a lot through that process. And you know that just made me want to go and start it myself and, and try it out and see how I went. And yeah, it's been been really good. And so when you were on this journey... Who actually told you like the steps you need to take to start a business? Because I think that those steps sort of go hand in hand with a little bit of legal advice. So more so legitimizing the business. Yeah. So the first thing I did was go and see an accountant uh, to get to get the accounting advice about how I should structure my business correctly. So I went and had a meeting with an accountant that that doubled as a meeting on a partnership with an accountant as well, a local accountant to, to help us to, to, Build work, and so I went and saw an accountant. I, you know, knew a lot in inverted commas because I advised people from the legal point of view. So I didn't go and see an attorney. Uh, probably should have, <laughs> uh, but but I saw an accountant uh, and got the advice from them. And then I went and found myself a business coach as well to help me to really understand how to start a business and what to do to, to do it properly. When you think back, what is like one thing that you would have done differently when starting this business? I think going and getting some independent legal advice. So from from an independent lawyer that wasn't me, just to see my blind spots. Because the thing I've learned about, uh, learned now is that when you're inside the bottle, you can't see the label and you can't see what's going on around you. So going and seeing someone who could have given me that advice early on would have just saved me a you know, few questions and a few troubles down the track because and would have got me on track earlier. I like that saying, when you're inside the bottle, you can't see the label. I'm going to start using that. I always like my guests to sort of reflect on their journey as an entrepreneur, because of course, there's always something that we wanted to do that we didn't do. And hindsight's always 2020. And we can always teach others from our mistakes. And it seems as though that's exactly what you're doing with business legal life cycle. You're really stopping people from making these mistakes in their business when it comes to seeking that legal advice. So I, I want to go down to the clients that you're dealing with. So you mentioned small and medium-sized companies. What's sort of the top thing your clients come to you for? The top thing they, they come to us for uh, is really when they're getting into a dispute with someone. Uh, and usually it's because they haven't documented an arrangement. They haven't written down a contract or put together the, the wording and, and the fundamentals of what their agreement is. I, I always like the saying, uh, good contracts make great relationships because if you sit down and define everything that's going to happen between the parties or everything that you can think of anyway, then it creates a better bond. And what, what happens is when people don't do that and they dive straight in, so it might be when a startup business starts with a new client or just when they partner with someone, they don't define the relationship. And then what happens two, three, four, five years down the track, something changes, the circumstance changes, uh, preference changes, and then the actual definition 
is never written down. So it's completely misunderstood. And so what, what ends up happening? They come to the lawyer or attorney to, to resolve their dispute. And then, you know, there's three sides to every story. And, and you know, it, it ends up being a huge problem uh, that causes a dispute between people. So just simply understanding that helps people to, to realise what they need to do to, to really stop those problems from, from happening. Be proactive and get that advice early seems to be the, the best way to solve the problems before they arise. You know, what is so interesting is I'm sitting here and I was like, oh my gosh, you're right on the money because people who are going into partnership agreements, collaboration agreements, but there's no paperwork, that's one of the top entrepreneur mistakes. And I tell people all the time, I have people who laugh at me because if they would like to collaborate with me or do different things, I'm like, hey, we need a contract. I don't care how small the monetary value is. We need to set something in place. And I've had this happen time and time again in trying to work with people where someone really backs out of their side of the deal or they don't really do what they're supposed to do, or maybe they're not contributing the amount of money that was discussed at the time of the agreement. And so contracts are so important in business. And I'm so glad you pointed that out because people don't understand. They they don't understand how one especially if you're dealing with proprietary information, information that probably has not been trademarked, copywritten, and you're dealing with other people, people can steal your ideas. I think one of the other things is when you're hiring people for your company, uh, so many people want to hire social media managers or they're hiring administrative assistants and they fail to actually have some sort of agreement in place that's like, hey, you can't really go and discuss my business with someone else. <laughs> so it is, it's vital as an entrepreneur, not only as an entrepreneur, as, as a business in general, but Jeremy, I, I really want to hone in on some of the things that you're doing because uh, we talked about the number one issue that people are coming to you for, but how can business owners just sit down and obtain this advice? Like what's, the number one actionable step that they can take to see where they need legal assistance? Yeah, so it's a great question. And uh, there's a number of different resources. There is so much information available for free on the internet. And you can go and find that stuff. It's, it's, it's there. Uh, people you know, write great articles. Lawyers and attorneys from around the world write really good stuff. And you need to figure out what it is that you need to do. So that's why I, one of the reasons I wrote the book, The Business Legal Lifecycle. And the book is, um, I'm Australian-based. Obviously, I wrote the book for Australia. And then I expanded it to the UK and the US. And I'm looking at going to South Africa as well. And you know, it gives, gives that legal advice. So there's, you know, there's resources like that. And I also have a quiz that people can do to identify those legal blind spots. But it's really about doing your research. It's about doing the research on what it is that you're missing in your business so that you can go to a lawyer or attorney and help them to plug that blind spot for you so that you don't you don't have that risk and you don't run that risk when you're dealing with other people. That's amazing. And aside from surfing the internet and looking at blogs, what's the key differentiator with business legal life cycle of how you can assist business owners? Yeah, it's, it's the structure that we've put together. So we've put together a structure of 13 phases of how you need to look at a business from a legal point of view. So we've mapped out over, it was about, it's over 5,000 businesses that we'd acted for at the time. So when people did things successfully and when people did things that were problematic and what we did is map out what were the 
the successful ones when they took certain steps. And we've actually mapped out a journey that you go through as a business owner, a life cycle um, that, that sets out when you should take certain steps. And we go through step and what you need to do in, in each phase of the life cycle and making sure that you plug those holes. And what it does is it gives that structure that doesn't exist anywhere else. It saves people from having to go and do the searches on the internet. It saves you from having to go to the attorney and find out all this information and pay you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to get that information by having it in one spot that you can use as a reference guide. I have uh, clients uh, and um, business owners around the world that tell me they have my book sitting on their desk. Uh, so when a legal uh, um, issue arises, they can quickly go to it, refer to what they need to do and then take those steps. Or if it is going to escalate and, need, and they do need that lawyer or attorney, that they know that they can just pick up the phone and call their attorney and say, look, I've, I've read this in the book and this is what I need to know. So it really gives that reference point and that structure around what you need to do in your business from a legal perspective that I haven't seen anywhere else before, which is, and the reason that I did it was, was so that people had that structure and were that it could be proactive rather than reactive. Amazing. And Jeremy, I want you to talk to me more about the business legal life cycle, the actual mm -hmm. phases, because I noticed on your website, you have it laid out as far as where a business starts into when you're sort of winding down. Was it from your experience of working with business owners that you sort of laid out this template or how did this come about? Yeah, so, so this is where I, I really analyzed the successful businesses where they took certain steps and the unsuccessful businesses where they didn't take steps and really mapped out what the journey was of the successful business and what they needed to do and when. And so that's where we, we started with conception. So coming up with your idea, working out uh, your team, working out all the, all the parts of the business and then moving into, into the startup phases so that you can really have that journey of, of business and do things correctly. So just looking at the, the, the different businesses, where things went well, where things uh, were not so well done and where they cause problems because the last thing we want to do is have a company that fails and ends up in, in insolvency or winding up, which is the last phase, because they could have taken a, a simple legal step. So that was really the journey that we went through to develop. It took a long time to, to put the phases together. Since you know, we, we did this about five years ago, we really mapped it against clients around the world and, and the journey stays true uh, for all types of businesses. That is so interesting. Now, I, I want to get into the book because you also have a book, Business Legal Lifecycle. And how did the book sort of come about? So I mentioned before that when I started it in business, I knew I needed a business coach. So I went and got a business coach. And one of the things he said to me early on was, one day you'll write a book. And I kind of laughed at him. And I said, I'm not going to write a book. What lawyer writes a book? That, that'd be as boring as anything. And no one's going to read a, a book that's written by a lawyer. And, and he kind of looked at me and smiled. And we're still very good friends today and, and work together. And it was really when I came up with the concept of the business legal life cycle. And I looked at the, 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 the graphic that we developed of the life cycle with its 13 phases. And I realized that I had 13 chapters of the book. Uh, and so I had to ring him up and say, look, you were right. <laughs> I now have the structure of, of a book. So I sat down, wrote out the structure and wrote the book, really going through each phase, what people need to do. And, and through the book, I use case studies. Uh, we call it from the case files, which is a bit of a, a play on the X-Files, which is a TV show from the 90s for anyone who, who doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and I give lots of examples in the book about when people took steps that worked and also when they didn't take steps and that 
uh, cause them problems. And the reason for that is that when you see how someone else did something and how they implemented something, you can really see how that can apply to you. Now, one of the things about law and, you know, talking about being proactive rather than reactive is that there is no two situations are exactly the same. However, they are similar. So just because your situation isn't exactly like an example in the book, that doesn't mean that it doesn't apply to you. What, what you can do is see what the, what the uh, circumstances were and then map that against what you're doing and see where that person made a mistake and, and make that improvement. So you know, to answer the question about the book, it was really a long journey of, of putting together all of my stories, all of the things that I had done over the years and really seeing how that could go into a book and, and explain to people in plain English, which I'm very proud of. I have uh, every, every walk of life tells me, that your business owners from every walk of life tell me that they read my book and that they understand concepts that they've never understood before. So going through and doing that, it's um, really why I did it and um, what I achieved out of it. That is so awesome. And advice that I typically give to my clients, my listeners is like, if you're a business owner, you have to have some other products aside from your actual offering. So having the book is a great idea. And whoever advised you on that, <laughs> you probably owe them some, some money for that. <laughs> but, but it definitely is a way to get your, your name, your products, your services into other people's hands without them actually initially buying into your, your company. And so also as the credibility factor. So that's, it's an awesome achievement, but it's also hard work. So I have two, two books and and I, oh gosh, working on like three more. So I don't even want to think about the process, but Jeremy, you've dropped a lot of nuggets here as it relates to things that business owners should do and the things that they should know. So let's go back to when someone is contacting your company and they have like all these questions, let's say someone's con contacting you and they're actually getting ready to start a business themselves. Take us through a few steps that you would walk them through. Yeah, so the first thing I do isn't actually a legal thing, but it's to really work out what's their goal. And I think this is something that is so often missed in businesses. And anyone who's starting up a business, even if you've started up a business and been in business for 10 years, if you haven't worked out where you're trying to go, you'll never achieve any sort of growth in, in, in relation to the business and never know where you're heading. So the first thing I always get people to do is sit down and work out where are they going? Now, the obvious question I get back is, well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. And so I always say, come up with something. Set a three, five, 10-year goal. Probably a three-year goal these days. People find setting 10-year goals scary. Uh, so I would say set, it, set at least a, a um, three-year goal of where you want to be. And that lets us map and uh, out the business that you need. It also it, it informs so much about the structure that you want to build. There's a lot of differences between if you want to build a business to sell it in three years' time, there's a certain structure that you would uh, build that with, in, especially in Australia and, and all across the world, but there's a certain structure that you'd build that with. But if you want to hold on to that business and run it for the next 10 to 20 years, there's a different structure that you might want to use. And, and that varies between the different countries. I won't go into the, the minutiae of details. Uh, that's where you need to get to your, see your lawyer or attorney. But it's around where are you going because that informs what you need to do. Then the next thing uh, that I always think people need to do is define who their client is and then have an agreement with their client. We said that before about good contracts make great relationships. And often when business owners start up, 
they get their first client on board, they go and start doing all this work for that client and they never define that relationship. So doing that early on actually helps them to define that, that relationship, have that contract in place so that going forward that they've got that, that in place. So the main things are, what is your goal? That informs then the legal structure that you need to, to build and then making sure that when you're engaging with your clients, that you're doing so in a, in a proper way that actually protects you and protects them and defines who's doing what in, in relation to uh, that relationship. I could not agree more. So definitely have to understand where your business is going or where you actually want the potential business to go before doing anything. And as we discussed at the beginning of the podcast, so many people sort of jump head first because everyone's thinking about making more money. We're always in this revenue generating mindset. And sometimes it takes time or you have to take a step back to actually think about those objectives and goals and, and the business planning phase, which is also something so many business owners miss. I've met people who've been in business five years, 10 years, and they don't have a business plan. And I'm always saying, if you've never laid out the goals for your business or that starting point, how do you even know if you're on track to achieve something? And so uh, great, great advice. So Jeremy, I want to ask a question because, you know, as you know, I'm a financial educator and I really help consumers and entrepreneurs understand finances. But one of the things that has been so interesting along this journey of me working with consumers and entrepreneurs, I have a slogan that goes along with my brand. It's called balling on a budget. And I'm sure you've probably heard that term for years. A lot of people still use this phrase to this day. When you hear that phrase, what does balling on a budget mean to you? It means that you've got to know what you're going to be doing and, and really know the, the investment that you're going to make. So I always, always, you know, whenever I hear the word budget, uh, it's always thinking through what's the, yeah, what, what are you going to invest to, to be successful and how much, you know, how much risk are you willing to take? But yeah, it's really around, you know, just making sure that you understand what your risk tolerance is and, and what you're willing to put forward for uh, what you're doing. I love it. <laughs> and I'm surprised you haven't heard the term. It's been around for, for years and years. So we have a lot of Americanisms over here that I haven't heard that one yet, but I'm sure, I'm sure I will. Now that I know it, I'll probably, I'll probably hear it. Um, Look, now you've heard it. <laughs> now you can use it. <laughs> yeah. So Jeremy, we're, we're nearing the end of the podcast and I definitely appreciate you being here, being able to provide some resources and information to all of our listeners are there any last words that you'd like to share? Other than, you know, people just make sure that you're getting advice. There's nothing worse than as in a lawyer or um, an attorney of seeing someone come to you that could have solved their problems before they arose. And there's so many great resources out there. And there's so many attorneys, so many lawyers, you can get that advice. And if you don't like one, well, guess what? You can always go and get another one as in a lawyer or attorney. And you need to get that advice. You need to understand what's happening in your business, why you're doing certain things. So I've put together a page, uh, which is businesslegallifecycle.com slash MMM, uh, which have some, some resources on there. You can take our test for a 50% discount as a thank you for having me on here. There's a, a free copy of uh, my book uh, and some other resources that we put up there from time to time. And I really encourage people to go out and get that advice, talk to their 
advisors, whether it's uh, financial advice, legal advice, accounting advice, because you don't know it all. No one can know it all. And so get that advice to actually really help you to move forward with your business. And if you do that, you know, that's where the most successful businesses are and it'll help you to build a, a great sustainable business. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with Angel online on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss RMBA. That's M-I-S-S-R-M-B-A. Be sure to subscribe and review. Join us next time as we continue to empower you through milestones, motivation, and money.